the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. The views expressed on the following program are those of the host and not necessarily those of staff, management, or ownership. Phoenix, Brother Mike is back on the radio. HardcoreChristianity.com. Welcome to the program. Today's Bible study and this week's Bible study, Fright Night. The parables of Jesus. Have you ever read some of the parables of Jesus? I'll put the fear of God in a Holy Ghost-filled Christian. I'll tell you that right now. Hey, would you call somebody and tell them the radio program's on? I'll make some announcements while you're making that call. Thanks for helping the ministry. This is uh, Brother Mike. I am the professional counselor at the House of Healing in Central Phoenix. We are on 11th Street, just south of Indian School Road and west of the 51 Freeway. If you go to the website, hardcorechristianity.com, you'll see uh, all of our ministry services that are available. We have services Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday. In each service, we have teaching, preaching, healing, and deliverance in every service. All the services start at 7 o'clock. On the website, you can sign up for our YouTube teaching channel. We have four of them now. You can sign up for our uh, Facebook page. You can sign up for a free monthly seminar. We have a, we have a monthly seminar every month for free. My teaching service for my radio listeners is every Friday at 7 p.m. And you can hit the PayPal button and send us another donation. By the way, I've been on the radio for 14 years, and you've been sending me donations for 14 years. None of the money has been spent on limousines or mansions. I don't even take a salary. As soon as the bills are paid, I put any leftover money in the building fund, which, by the way, is about to come in very handy It looks like we're getting very close to our new facility, and thank God for you. All of our radio programs are always available anytime you want to hear them on soundcloud.com slash hardcore dash Christianity. Thank you for your support. Parables of Jesus. Have you seen some of these things? They are theology busters. They are doctrine crushers. These things are so scary, it's unbelievable. They're utterly amazing. Let's take a quick look at some of the parables of Jesus. Before we do that, always remember that parabole is the Greek word for a parable, and it means a fictitious story or a fictitious narrative. It's used 46 times in the New Testament. Always remember when you're studying a parable, you have to consider the historical significance of the parable, the times it was written in or spoken in, And you must remember that it's geared to provide you with one or two specific hardcore truths. The details of the parable are not important and shouldn't be spiritualized too much. And also, parables are great for hiding truth from people who don't want it. And they're also great for prophecy. So, when you review a parable, you have to focus on what's the main point of the parable How does it relate to the surroundings in which Jesus spoke it? 
and what's the main thrust of it. Let's take an example. For example, uh, these parables, some of them are, are frightening. For example, this one, the children of the bride chamber parable in Mark chapter 2. It says the disciples of John and the Pharisees, they fast. How come you're dis- you guys don't fast? So the context of the parable is that Jesus is being reamed out by the Pharisees again. They were constantly trashing him. After the resurrection, his greatest enemies were the Sadducees. Before he was murdered, his greatest enemies were the Pharisees. And Jesus said, can the children of the bride chamber fast while the bridegroom's with them? Obviously, no. He says, the day will come when the bridegroom shall be taken away. That's the Greek word, apairo. It means to be lifted out and removed. And here he was subtly referring to the ascension, which was to come shortly thereafter. Then Jesus said they will fast in those days. Then he gives them another parable. Again, this is the context of him being reamed out by Jewish leaders. The parable of the new religion. It's also in Mark chapter 2. And Jesus explains that Judaism is being replaced by Christianity temporarily during the dispensation of grace. He says, no man sews a piece of new cloth on an old garment. Duh. The new piece that filled it up takes away from the old. And then there is a rent. That's called a schisma in the Greek. It means, obviously, a tear occurs. A schisma. Then Jesus said, quote, no man puts new wine into old bottles. Pelias is the Greek word for old there. It means worn out bottles. Not necessarily old in age, but old being worn out. And the Greek word for bottles there is eskos, which means leather skins. Jesus said the new wine then bursts the bottles. What's he saying here? Hey, Judaism is being replaced by Christianity. And the old way is being replaced by the new. The old covenant, the old laws, are being replaced by the new covenant and the new laws. There were over 600 Old Testament laws with Moses, and there's over a 1,000 laws and commandments in the new covenant. We actually ended up with more laws in the new covenant than we did in the old. But the method of covering sin and dealing with sin completely changed. There's another parable that's really interesting. I call it the parable of the master of Satan. That's also in Mark chapter 3. Again, Jesus is being issuing this parable because he's being criticized and attacked by Jews. And he says to them, they said to him in Mark 3, Jesus has Belzebul. Belzebul was the worst thing you could call Jesus. That was the biggest insult you could possibly give him. It would be worse than us using a guttural slang for, for people. Spicks, gooks, kikes, niggers, crackers. Those terms are bad when used in a derogatory fashion. They're funny if you use them to the same race. If, if a white person calls another person a white person cracker or if a black person calls a, 
another person a nigger, that's funny. But if you use, if you cross race it and you use it in a derogatory sense, that's a horrible thing to say. This was worse. Calling Jesus Balzabul was the worst insult you could have possibly given him because they were jealous of him. He was being attacked because he was casting out demons. And so Jesus said in a parable, quote, how can Satan cast out Satan? That's the Greek word ekbalo. It means to completely throw out. He says, quote, if a kingdom be divided against itself, that kingdom can't stand. If a house is divided against itself, that house can't stand. If Satan rise up against himself and he's divided, he cannot stand. He has an end. No man can enter into a strong man's house and spoil his goods. Diarpazo is the Greek word for spoil there. It means to go around and collect and snatch the stuff from him. Nobody can go into a strong man's house and start snatching or grabbing or scooping up his stuff unless he first binds the strong man. Deo is the Greek word. It means to chain up. Then he will spoil his house. Verily I say to you, all sin shall be forgiven to sons of men. Blasphemies upon blasphemy. That's all forgivable sin. Blasphemy is a forgivable sin. That's the Greek word blasphemia. And it means to desecrate something that's sacred, to verbally castigate or desecrate something sacred. But, Jesus said, there's one type of blasphemy that is not forgivable if you do it willingly and knowingly. Willingly and knowingly. If you know what you're doing and you do it deliberately, and that is the blasphemy or blasphemia of the Holy Spirit. Jesus said, someone that does that is in danger of, quote, eternal damnation, Greek word krisis, judgment. And the reason he said that was because they said that Jesus had an unclean spirit. Now, if you were a blasphemer and you did it ignorantly, or you were the, under the influence of drugs or alcohol or something like that, and you were saying things and you didn't understand the ramifications of what you were saying, and you blasphemed God, Jesus, and everybody else in the world, you can be forgiven of that. First Timothy chapter 1, verse 13, Paul said, I was a blasphemer, a persecutor, and I was very injurious, but I obtained mercy because I did it ignorantly and I did it in unbelief. Unbelief. You can blaspheme, and I see this very often, in patients that come in for mental illness counseling. I see a lot of mentally ill people healed at the House of Healing. I do a lot of mentally illness, mental illness counseling. And most of them feel, particularly the seriously mentally ill, the demons always tell them that they blaspheme the Holy Spirit and that they're blasphemers. And that's 100% false. I have never actually seen anyone who ever blasphemed the Holy Spirit. I have never actually seen one. I've counseled with hundreds of people over the years and all kinds of mental illnesses, everything, schizophrenia, borderline personality disorder, you name it, dissociatives, 
clinical depression, everything. And many of them thought that they had blasphemed, but I found out that it was actually evil spirits telling them that, putting the thought in their mind, or in schizophrenics, they actually can hear them speaking in their mind. And they tell them that they blasphemed. They did that to give them a sense of hopelessness. And the reason they want them hopeless is because they want them to commit suicide. Hopelessness is the final step to suicide. Once someone becomes clinically hopeless, so to speak, the next step is suicide because suicide or ending your life seems like a reasonable option under those circumstances. And so demons will tell you that you blasphemed to discourage you when in fact it was a lie. And like I said, in all the years I've been doing this, 34 years I've been a professional counselor here in Phoenix, I have never met someone who actually blasphemed the Holy Spirit. So when they told Jesus that he had Beelzebul, they told him the filthiest, rottenest, ugliest thing you could have ever spoken to a Jew. I hope you join me this week on the rest of the parables of Jesus. Tomorrow we're going to do the parable of the sower. These parables are, many of them are very frightening and teach very controversial doctrines. I've just gone over a few of them here today. You won't want to miss this series. See you next time. expressed on the preceding program are those of the host and not necessarily those of staff, management, or ownership. This program has been sponsored by Michael W. Smith. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.